You're listening to Sermon Audio from Grace Community Church of Gresham, Oregon. For more information about service times and ways to follow us online, please go to gracecc.net. That's gracecc.net. And thanks for joining us. You know, I, I hear that song often, especially around Christmas time, right? Because it's not a new song. It's an old song, Mary, Did You Know? And I had this CD that I've been listening to um, this year, especially it's an old rescue CD for those of you who have a frame of reference for that. And it helps me remember my man, Jay McKinney, because his voice is on that CD. And they sing this song. And every time I hear this song, Mary, Did You Know? It makes me stop for a minute and ask that question and do business with it. Mary, what did you know? I mean, did you listen to the words of that song? It really begins to move your imagination. So what, what did she know? What did she truly know? Well, we don't fully know. We can speculate. But this is something that we do know when it comes to Mary and the Christmas story. We know how she responded. And these last several weeks, we've been looking at the various responses of people within the Christmas story. And now, once again, we're going to turn our attention to Mary. And again, we're not introducing a new story here with the Christmas story. It's a couple thousand years old. But we are going to remember this old story once again and look at its impact and relevancy for our lives. And Mary is going to help us with that. So let me read this to you once again. And I'd like you to watch once again for the responses of those who are in this story. It says, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, and here we go, but Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now, if you were with us last week, Sean did a fantastic job of taking us through this, this look at how the shepherds responded. And once again, we see that again. The shepherds got this incredible message from this angelic host, and they spread the word, and they glorified and praised God, just like we've been doing here together. It says other people were amazed, and they should have been. It was amazing. And Jesus, when you look at who he is, regardless of who you believe him to be, is amazing. Literally every world religion has Jesus in their religion. He is the only one that is true of. But amazement doesn't necessarily mean change. 
or even impact? What about all the people who aren't mentioned in this story? Those who were sleeping that night and got up the next day and went about their business and had no clue what happened because they weren't watching for it, they weren't looking for it, or maybe they just didn't care. And then we have Mary. And it says that Mary treasured and pondered these things in her heart. And I've really done a lot of business with this this year. I've never really thought about how Mary responded some 2,000 years ago to these events that we just read about. So what does it mean to treasure something or to treasure someone? What does that look like? What does that really mean? So many of you know this, some of you may not know, but Jamie and I, we got married two days after Christmas. So December 27th is our, is our wedding anniversary. Happy early anniversary, sweetheart. And the great thing about a December 27th wedding is you never forget the anniversary. It's always right next to Christmas. I've had this get out of jail card for 30 years now. This is our 30th anniversary in three days, yeah. Proof that Jamie is patient and long-suffering and perseverant. I mean, that goes without saying. But we celebrate our 30-year anniversary, and as I was thinking about that and what it really means to treasure someone, and I do treasure Jamie, it reminded me of what happened on our first anniversary. Long ago, that first year when we were married, before we had kids, um, and before we, you know, started giving up our time and our money, we had the time and money to go do some things on our anniversary. And so we decided, hey, we're gonna go to Bachelor and Ski, which was fantastic. And so for some reason, we went through Saniam Pass that year. I'm not sure why we didn't just go directly over Hood, but we went through Saniam Pass more further south, and it was a heavy snow. And we were going through Saniam Pass at about the time that light was beginning to, to fall, and it was you know, becoming dark, it was dusk. And there was nobody on the road. I mean, we had few cars pass us and there were none in front of us or behind us. I don't know why. Can't remember what time of the week it was. But all things being said, we got to the point that the snow got so deep we had to put on the chains. And so I got out of the car and I began to put on the chains. And of course, your hands get cold when you're doing that. And I put the chains on and tightened them up. And I went to tighten the last chain and my hand slipped, my ring finger hand. And my hand slipped like this and my ring went in slow motion through the air and there was no ding because it was snow, right? It just was silence. And I went, oh no. And I'm not exaggerating. About this time, I looked down the road and here came this semi at the end of the road coming our way on this straight stretch. And the snow was so deep, I had literally stopped in the middle of the road to put on the chains. There was no place to pull over. And so here comes this semi and I've lost my wedding ring in the snow. You have never seen someone get on their hands and knees so quickly and look through snow. And I'm looking everywhere. And I can begin to hear this semi coming. And I'm going, if that thing runs over this snow, I will never find my ring ever again. You come back next week, I'll tell you what happened. No, I'll tell you now. <laughs> and so I found it. At the last minute, I found this ring and I put it on my finger. And I began to do business with what it meant to treasure something. I treasure my wife. And I treasure this ring because it reminds me of her and the commitment we've made to one another. And so to treasure something means you value it, yes. And here in this passage, it has this meaning of to keep something alive. And if you carry that forth a little further, it means to remember it, to cherish it. But it also means to do something about it. 
it carries with it this reality that if you treasure something, yes, you'll remember it, you'll protect it, you'll cherish it, you'll nurture it, you'll keep it alive, but you'll also do something about it. So when it came to my ring, went and got it resized. Have never lost it again. <laughs> it's been safe the last 29 years. But this begs the question of Jesus and your response to the Christmas story. Do you treasure him? Do you treasure Jesus? And one of the ways you test that is he's not just a God or even the God, but is he your God? To treasure Jesus means that you've received him into your life. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Yet to all those who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. So once again, do you treasure him? Not just be amazed by him, not just think he's a great teacher or a sage or a prophet or a religious man or whatever box you want to put him in. Is he your God? Is he the God who has come near to you, so near that he wants to live within you through the power of his Holy Spirit? That's what it means to treasure him. You know, we exchange presents. Many of us do on Christmas. Some of you will do that later tonight. Some of you do it tomorrow. Some of you do it tomorrow night. I've heard of all sorts of traditions through the years. But almost all of us exchange gifts. And why do we do that? beyond the commercialism of Christmas. It's because Jesus is God's gift to us. And this is meant to remind us of that reality. And in, that, in fairness, I know this is probably an overused illustration, especially by pastors, especially at Christmas time, but just go with me here for a minute. Is there any one of us who would leave a gift to us unopened? Who would never claim it and receive it and make it our own? I mean, all of you love language people who are gift givers, you are appalled. Of course you would never unopen a gift, right? But isn't that reasonable for all of us? I mean, is there anyone 10 months from now who's still gonna have their Christmas gift under a dying Christmas tree? Probably dead at that point, you know? In their, no, of course not. So have you received God's gift? Not just be amazed by it, not just think it's a good idea, not just look at it and consider it once or twice a year, but have you received the gift of Jesus Christ? Because if you have, then yes. You understand, at least to some degree, what it means to treasure him. But have you pondered him? Mary treasured him, and she pondered him. And I did business with that, and I went and looked up what that word means, and at first blush, it seems like, oh, okay, well, Mary examined all the evidence, formulated her hypothesis, and then extrapolated what she was gonna do. No, no. Not that kind of pondering. Doesn't mean she just thought deeply about it. The word actually means she thought about all that she had seen and experienced, all of what she knew, and she considered its relevancy to her life. She asked the question, what difference does this make? And once again, this is where this moves even beyond to a story, to, to real life for you and me. You see, my friends, I think more than any other year, 
personally and as a pastor, have I never heard of so much pain and difficulty and heartache and loss than I have in this season and this year. We have lost so many people, even in the last month and a half here in our church family. Literally almost every weekend next month, we're having a memorial service here for someone we've recently lost. And that doesn't even begin to represent folks, loved ones that have been lost by members of our church family. Not to mention just all the difficulties that have come from two years plus of COVID and all that that's meant and all that that's brought with it. And disappointments and struggles and heartaches and difficulties which we're all seemingly doing business with. But I've come to appreciate this year more than ever, everyone it seems like has a load that they're carrying. Maybe some more than others, but we all have something that's difficult and painful and hard and challenging and confusing that we're doing business within this season. And it is so easy to come to a service like this or even to come to God's word and to hear this story and to put it in the place of just a story. But when it says that Mary pondered what all this meant for her life, do you and I really appreciate what that meant for her life? Do you realize she and Joseph were living under this cloud of shame that was not theirs to carry and not theirs to own, but everyone was gossiping, assumably, and thinking and wondering and asking, whose son is he really? Daily life in the first century was a horrible existence that none of us can relate to. You were lucky if you had barely enough food to eat and barely enough clean water to have access to for just basic daily living. Life was hard. People didn't live long. You got sick. You died. You usually did not recover. At the same time, they're under Roman occupation. And again, none of us know what it's like to live under an occupying military force that just makes daily life horrendous. And all this was true for Mary. You think you got problems? So did she. And yet... She pondered what she knew, what she had seen, and what she had experienced. And we are so conditioned in our culture to focus on what we don't have, are we not? To focus on anxiety, to focus on the unknown, to focus on fear, to focus on what's wrong. When is the last time we did what Mary did? And instead of letting that be our focus, we meaningfully thought about what has God done for me? If you know and love and cherish Jesus, if he's your treasure, what does that meaningfully mean for your life? Instead of thinking about what you don't have, what do you have? And my friends, when we began to realize that, to get our hands around that, to ponder the work and the goodness and the promises and the presence of God, that is what leads us into worship. You want this Christmas to be special? You remember what God has done for you. What kind of life would you be living without him now? Where would your hope be? What would you have to look forward to? And some of you, some of you, reasonably so, are questioning whether you've truly received him into your life or not because you don't experience those things. And you can do business with that right now. I'm gonna invite our worship team to come back up here and we're gonna sing O Holy Night together. 
And as we do that, receiving Jesus into your life is not an incantation. It's not these magic words you have to say a specific way. It's all about your heart and your willingness to receive him. Not just be amazed by him, not just sing about him maybe once or twice a year, or not just do business with him when you hear about Christmas, but to know him, to experience him, to receive him. So for you, as we sing this song, just between you and God, ask him to come into your life. And for those of us who have received him, who do know him, who do treasure him, and who are deliberately taking time to ponder now, as we sing this song, think about what he means to you. Think about what he's done for you. Remember who he is. And then in just a little while, we'll light our candles together. Let's worship. This is one of my most favorite parts of the service. I love to sing together. I love to worship together. I love to treasure and ponder him together. I lit this candle from the Christ candle very deliberately the big candle in the middle that we just lit earlier this afternoon because this represents so many spiritual realities that when you receive Jesus Christ into your life he, he comes into your life and, and he illuminates you he exposes darkness and he offers us something better and as we go out into this world this isn't just a story we celebrate and remember one day a year it's a story we live every day every year and we have a light within us if we have Jesus Christ that this world so desperately needs. And so I'm gonna invite our candle lighters to come on up and we're gonna light everyone's candles for those of you who are worshiping with us from online, from afar. If you haven't had a chance to get a candle, this is a good time to do it. And we're gonna light our candles together and treasure and ponder who this amazing God is. And my encouragement to you is as you light this candle, make it mean something. For those of us who know and love Jesus, would this be a choice to treasure him, to ponder him? Some of you may have just made that choice. Those of you in the room here or those of you online to receive him into your life. Go ahead, candle lighters. And this is celebrating the reality that you're gonna be changed from the inside out, that this God now lives within you. And maybe there are some of you who still aren't quite yet sure if you believe. Well, the reality is the first step to believing is to admit that you don't. And so light this candle to, as a way of saying, I'm gonna continue to ask questions and to think and to consider the message, the story of Christmas and who Jesus Christ claims to be. So let's remember all these things as we light our candles together. I love these sacred moments. Before we blow out our candles, if you would just look around this room and appreciate the beauty and the significance of what these, these candles represent. For those of you online, I'm hoping our cameras can pan out a little bit and so you can see what's, what's taking place here too. When Jesus comes into our lives, he changes us from the inside out. God's word declares, Jesus declares, that he is the light of the world. And we have to remember that because we live in a world that so desperately needs his truth and his hope and his grace and his light. 
and that comes through us. And so would you join me now in blowing out your candle? But would we close this special time together by remembering together once again what his word tells us? And that is that this amazing God is the light of the world. Would you say this with me? This is out of the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. My friends, that's hope. That's hope for now and hope for our future. So as you go from here, would you continue to treasure and ponder this God who draws near to you? Because if you treasure him, he will treasure you. Merry Christmas. Thank you for being here. God bless you. And we hope we get to see you in some way, shape, or form on Sunday morning. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us for Sermon Audio from Grace Community Church here in Gresham, Oregon. For more information about service times and ways to follow us online, please go to gracecc.net. That's gracecc.net.